Leviticus 14 and verse 1 of the Bible said, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leopard in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp. The priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. The priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood, the scarlet, the hyssop, and shall dip them in the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. He shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times, shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird uh, loose in the open field. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I should do love you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for what we've got in our hearts already. Lord, what a blessing it's been to be in your house this morning. Lord, I thank for each one of the young people that took part. Lord, what a blessing they've been. Lord, I pray you bless them abundantly. Lord, I pray you put your hand upon them. Lead God and direct them in all that they do. Lord, I pray for the remainder of the service. We pray you have your with them way there. Lord, you know my heart this morning. I have no preaching me. Lord, I need a fresh touch, fresh anointing. It only comes from you. Lord, I pray for every request that make mention, every unspoken request. Lord, I pray you have your with them way. Each and every heart, each and every life this morning. Most of all, I pray if it be one of them that's lost or none without you. Lord, I pray you convict their heart. Save them for some relaxing too late. Well, thank you and praise you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. You be seated. And thank you for standing with me this morning. Now, we've come to Leviticus 13 and uh, 14. I'm sorry, and oftentimes I was thinking, uh, Brother Kenny brought those books in. He ordered them and uh, I was scrolling through the first several books of the Bible, going through the Bible in a year, and I thought, John, how little uh, it really is that we preach or teach out of these books. And uh, a lot of times we have in our mind when we come to uh, Exodus, maybe not so much Exodus, but Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Numbers, and uh, a lot of times we're not careful, we'll skip over because we'll think that uh, it does not apply to us. But we understand this one. The Bible said that all scriptures give by inspiration of God's profitable right. for doctrine, for correction, for instruction, and righteousness, for proof that uh, the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished on all good works. And why forget all was not written directly to us, uh, it was written for us. And yeah. I, I, I realize that here in our text we're dealing with uh, leprosy in the children of Israel and uh, in, in America today, I, I'm not going to say we don't ever face it, but uh, it is not the pandemic or the plague that it would have been at this time uh, among these people. And, uh, but I want to say this, there is, Michelle, a beautiful picture and type as we go through this cleansing of the leper. And that's what I want to preach on a little bit this morning here at this text on the cleansing uh, of the leper. Now, notice with me if you would quickly, and I, I'll get right into it. <coughs> notice in verse 2, the Bible said, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. So notice with me, first of all, the sickness this morning. There is a problem. That there is a sickness. This uh, does not necessarily apply to everyone that that's in the camp of Israel. But 
uh, Sharon, it does apply to those that have leprosy. Uh, it's not, can you imagine that? Now, we must understand a little something about leprosy. They, if a man or woman contracted leprosy, they would have been exiled. They would have left their family, they would have left their friends, they would have left their occupation. Uh, they would have dwelt without the camp. Uh, they wouldn't have been allowed to go in. They wouldn't have been allowed to give them so many feet uh, of anyone else. In fact, if they met someone, uh, they had to proclaim that they were a leper so they'd yeah. know to go away. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, uh, entail this leprosy. Uh, it would have been a very painful disease. Uh, not only would it have been outcast and separated, uh, uh, but John, it would have been extremely painful. Uh, in fact, almost always uh, uh, in these days, it was almost certainly a death sentence. Uh, uh, they would usually die from this leprosy. And then here in chapter 14, we find something interesting. Uh, uh, it's the law concerning uh, if that leper has been cleansed. Uh, if he's gotten rid of that leprosy. And we'll see here in a few moments all the things that it entails. But I want you to notice the sickness. It, this individual, this leper, has a sickness. Now, leprosy always in your Bible is a picture of sin. Always. It's always a picture of sin. I'll explain it to you in a moment. I hope you can see uh, with me what a picture it is. But leprosy is a picture of sin. And the leper, of course, becomes a picture of a tank of the sinner. Turn me back to Hebrew or Leviticus chapter 13 and verse number 2. Leviticus chapter 13 and verse number 2. <coughs> well, for sake of time, uh, or for sake of context, let's read verse 1. The Bible says, The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, verse 2, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. Then he shall be brought into Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons, uh, the priest. Now, I, I realize you said, preacher, what's that have to do with anything spiritual? Let me explain that. Here's what happened. That they didn't John have doctors like we have today. So God tells them that if they were to have a scab or a spot or a place that come up on their skin, that what they were to do when they were to go to Aaron or one of Aaron's sons, the priest, that Noah, they would examine this individual that, and determine whether or not it was leprosy. Now, that's interesting to me. Yeah, but I want you to notice what they're looking at, John, that is what's on the outside. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Now, stay with me. You ever just had a spot come up, a uh, uh, bump or uh, whatever the case may be, and uh, man, you, you, you don't think much about it, maybe start with, but then as time goes on, you get more and more concerned, and eventually you go to the doctor. Now, here's the thing. You don't know what's happening inside. You just notice something on the outside. Isn't that how sin is in our life? We realize, of course, that the nature we talked the other day, we're not only sinners by deed, but we're sinners by nature and we're sinners by birth. But you know what we see? You know what reveals that to us? A lot of times it's what's happening on the outside. It's yeah. what can be seen and what can be felt. We can 
look at our lives and see the effects of sin. Yeah. Listen, you don't have to be a liar to go to hell. You don't have to be a, a drunk to deserve to die and go to hell. But that's just the effects. That's just what's on the outside. That's what can be seen. That's what yeah. can be observed. That's often what we think about when we think of sin. That's what happened with this leprosy. They didn't know what was happening on the inside. But there was something on the outside they could see and they could feel and they could observe to realize that something was wrong. So leprosy itself was seen in the flesh. It presents itself on the outside. But look with me in Leviticus 13 and verse number 3. Watch what your Bible says. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh. And when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his, of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy. And the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. That's interesting to me. This individual notices what's on the outside. But then the Lord John gives the priest Aaron and his son some instruction of what to look for and what to examine and what to see. But what God says in verse 3 is this, that if these things have, are happening, then Michelle, it's not just a bump or a scab on the skin, but it goes deeper than that. It's not just what can be seen on the outside, but Nancy, there's a problem on the inside. There's a problem inside the skin that's deeper than what can be seen. Isn't that right? What a picture of sin that is. Now listen, look, we all, we, we like to make ourselves feel better. We, it's easy, I told you the other morning, it's easy, Elaine, to go find a drunk on the side of the road and a needle in his arm and all these things and convince him the easiest place to know, I don't know if he's still going or not, but he told me like the, earlier in the year that next year he'd like to go uh, down there to Alabama or South Carolina to prison. I don't know if I'd go with him. And, uh, if you want to go, let me know. We'll get that on the books. But uh, I, I, I won't say this. Uh, I, I, Michelle, it's amazing to me uh, uh, how easy it is for those men to say, yes, uh, preacher, I am a sinner. They can look at their life and see, Kirk, uh, the effects of sin. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of people, I'm not being judgmental, I, it's easy for all of us. I, I grew up in church. I, I told somebody when I was a little boy I had a drug problem. My mom and daddy drugged me to church nine months before I was ever bought. That's, I, I, that's all I've ever known. Can I say this? It's easy, sure, but sometimes say, well, I've never drunk, or I've never done this, or I don't do that, or I'm not as bad as they are, or look how much worse they are than me, or whatever the case may be. But the truth about sin this morning, just like leprosy, it's not just what can be seen. The problem goes far deeper. It's an internal problem. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by birth. Oh my, this leprosy is a picture of sin. And the leper, a picture of the sinner. That's so we see the sickness here and there. Text and notes me, if you would, in verse number 3 of Leviticus 14. Let me hurry this morning. Leviticus 14. And verse number three, what's what your Bible says? <clears throat> Why like this? And the priest shall go forth out of the camp. The priest shall look and behold if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper. So now this, let's say, man has been exiled. He's had this leprosy. He's been exiled. He's been separated. 
Now, Michelle, he believes that it's better. Well, he's got a call for the priest. Now, here's the dangerous thing, literally speaking, literal interpretations of, of Scripture. Here's the thing, John. They can't let him in till they're sure that he's been cleansed. Because if, he, if he's just having a good day, he's going to infect everybody else. Is that right? So what happens is this, according to verse 3, the priest about to come unglued, has to go. He can't, hang on a minute. This leper Noah cannot go to the priest. The priest is the only one about to come unglued. The priest is the only one that has the ability, Nancy, to pronounce him clean. But John, he can't get to the priest. They're right. So the only thing that can happen, the priest, according to verse 3, has to go without the camp. About to come unglued. Has to go to where the leper is in order to pronounce him clean. Watch this. Let me show you something quick. Stay I'm going somewhere, I promise. Now, we see not only the sickness, but notice the separation. The leper's veins are coming inside the camp. So the priest uh, has to leave the tabernacle. You know what the tabernacle is? Remember when we studied it? Uh, it is the very presence of God. Uh, it's where man meets with God. Uh, and so Elaine, this priest leaves the presence of God to go to where this leper was. Uh, uh, turn with me, if you would. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 12. Hebrews chapter 13. And verse number 20. I want you to see this this morning. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 20. Well, let's for context, let's start reading verse number 9. Bible said be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. For it's a good thing that the heart be established with great small meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Verse 10, we have an altar, whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. Verse 11, watch this, for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, are burned without the camp. Watch verse 12. Now remember, this priest has to go where? Without the camp. Watch verse 12. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered where? Without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. Verse 14, for we have, for here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Boy, that's exciting. That by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise of the, the praise of God to continue. That is the fruit right the attack, giving thanks to his name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Uh, what I'm telling you is this. Uh, here's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Uh, in Hebrews 13, he's saying, Nancy, uh, Jesus, you've been over there. You've seen it. Uh, Calvary is not in Jerusalem. Uh, it's without the camp. Uh, Kirk, it's without the gate. Uh, they wouldn't do that in the holy city. So the Romans uh, lead them off to a mountain without the gate. Uh, not even realizing, Wayne, 
What a picture that it was. Uh, all the way back to Leviticus 14, the leper could not get to him to the priest. Uh, uh, the priest had to come to where he was. Uh, as our great high priest and as our sacrifice, uh, as our propitiation, uh, Jesus suffered without the camp uh, and shed his blood coming to where we were. Yeah. We couldn't get to him. He come uh, uh, without the camp. Uh, remember, leprosy is a picture of sin. Uh, uh, take care of our sin. Redeem our sin uh, and to cleanse us uh, uh, from our sickness. Holy Spirit sickness in verse number three. Well, look with me if you would. Verse number four. Not only was it sickness and the or the was in sickness in verse two, the separation in verse three. Verse four, notice the sacrifice. The Bible said, Then shall the priest command, take for him that is to be cleansed two birds, uh, alive and clean, cedarwood, scarlet, and hyssop. Now ain't that interesting? He goes out there eating and he looks at this leper and he's going to be cleansed. Here's the law. Here's what has to happen. In order for that leper to go back into the camp, in order for that leper to be restored back to what he once was, in order for that leper to go back and offer at the tabernacle, in order for that leper to go back to his family, in order for that leper to have communion with God again. Now, do you see the picture how Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and communion with God was broken? Now, and now we're all born now with this sin sickness and the only way that uh, for us to be cleansed for the priests to come to us because uh, we can't get to him. But wait a minute, here's what God says to do. Uh, he says in order to for that to happen, uh, the priest has got to go get two birds. And what are we going to do with that? What's two birds have to do with that? Got to have two birds uh, in order for this leper to be cleansed. Let's watch what your Bible says in verse 5. No, sweet. Verse number 5. And the priest shall command that one of the birds uh, be killed, watch this, in an earthen vessel over running water. Now wait a minute. Two living birds, that's what your Bible said in verse number four, take them to be cleansed, two birds alive and clean. So it requires two birds uh, that are alive. But all according to verse five, one of those birds that uh, has got to be put inside an earthen vessel. Shane, you got to uh, have me one of them old from play. That's, amen. I wish it was wood, but I ain't got nothing earthen. But just imagine that's clay, all right? They take a clay vessel, an earthen vessel. Got two birds, alive and clean. And one of them is put inside an earthen vessel. Is that right? That's what your Bible said. What happened to it? Put inside that earthen vessel. It's to be killed. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. It's not to be killed and then put in the earthen vessel. Is that right? It's not to be put in the earthen vessel, taken out, and then killed. The Bible says it's to be put in an earthen vessel and killed. Is that right? So now stay with me. It's important. I promise it is. Well, they take that bird, put it in that earthen vessel, and kill it while it's in the earthen vessel. Oh my. I was thinking about that this morning. I thought about over in John 1. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Skip on down about verse 14. Here's what the Bible says. And the Word 
was made flesh. Don't ask bodies up and earth and dust. Might take up one man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You know what happened to Christ? And listen, what happened to Jesus? He was put in an earthen vessel, manifest himself in flesh. While he, John, while he was in that earthen vessel, died for the sins of man. Do you see? Isn't that beautiful? And listen, that bird, alive and clean, it's pure. It's done nothing wrong. You no know, part of itself. But in order for that leper to be cleansed of his leprosy, that clean bird that was alive. Oh, I got to say something about that. <laughs> I, I know this ain't real spiritual, ain't real deep, but I couldn't help think, sir, that you know where birds stay? They stay above. Where they are, and they're right there, they stay above. You, go, you see a bird, you go, they're going to be in a nest, they're going to be flat, whatever the case may be, typically speaking. Some birds don't fly, but what about the fact that bird had to come down, uh, alive and clean, and be placed in an earthen vessel, uh, and die for this leper to be from against you think about the fact that Christ had to leave the splendors of heaven. Right. Come down to where we were as our great high priest. He come without the camp. We couldn't get to him. He came to us. But as our sacrifice, Noah, he had to come down to where we were, be placed in an earthen vessel, and die while he was in that vessel in order to cleanse us from our sin sickness. Isn't that right? So we see the sacrifice. This bird must die. Watch your back. Uh, look at me, verse 6. Now remember, two birds. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood, the scarlet, and the hyssop, shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the road. Oh, God said something about that. I didn't say anything about the running water. Running water in your Bible, water is symbolic of two things. Symbolic of the Holy Ghost and symbolic of the Word of God. Yeah. Almost always, almost always, still water in your Bible. Deep water, still water. Picture of the Word of God. The laver, the brazen laver in the tabernacle, beautiful picture of the Word of God. That priest would come in and look in that brazen laver, see the filth and see the blood and see the, the, the things that got on him during the day of sacrifice. And the same thing mentioned that revealed to him his filth was the same thing that King he reached out and dipped his hands in the water and washed himself with. Uh, Paul said in the book of Ephesians, uh, wash, talking about the church, the washing of water by the word of God. It's a picture of the word of God that reveals to us who we are and then cleanses us. Uh, but then there's, we're not dealing with still water here in our text. Uh, it said this bird was to be killed in this earthen vessel uh, over running water. That's the picture of the Holy Ghost. Oh my, what a beautiful picture of Christ's yeah. death at Calvary. And then we say we get to verse is it six, is that where I'm at? Verse six, we find this other bird. Two birds, one's been killed, the other's still alive. Watch what your Bible said. Verse six, as the living bird, he shall take it and see the one the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them, and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed uh, over the running water. Now watch verse seven. He shall sprinkle upon him that is be cleansed from the leprosy seven times, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. Oh my, I gotta say a lot about that. I, I'm not far from being done. I promise that. Now here's what I want to say. 
Take this earthen vessel. No, you got a handkerchief. Let me Take this. Take this one bird that's been put in this earthen vessel. It's been killed over running water. Now that blood and all that's been sacrificed in this earthen vessel. Then the priest is to take this scarlet cedar wood and this bird that is still alive. Is that right? Mm -hmm. He's to take every bit of that Michelle and dip it down in that blood. Is that right? And then, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he's to come over there to that leper and sprinkle it on him seven times. Is that right? And then, my, my, beautiful. Then he's to take that bird that's alive. It's got the blood. Yeah. It's got the blood on its wings. And he's to let it go. The open field. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the sight, John? Is that leper is sitting there and the priest has come to him. That hadn't happened. He couldn't have been cleansed. Right. He couldn't get to the priest. The priest said to come to him. He said once as that bird died in order for him to be cleansed. Shed his blood. He's watched from as that bird that's still alive, alive and clean, the Bible says, been dipped down into that blood and sprinkled on him, applied to him. And then he watches as that bird flies away. I come slap on blue. As that bird flies away. And that's the end of the ceremony, by the way. That makes him clean. That bird, John, flying away, tells him that he's going to see his family. About to come slap on blue. And he's going back into the camp. Uh, that next time the priest won't have to come to him. Uh, uh, but Kenny, he'll have access to go to the priest. Uh, Y'all ain't getting that, but I wish you would. Uh, uh, everything's just changed. Uh, as he watches that bird fly up into the sky with blood dripping from his wings. Uh, no doubt it's the most beautiful sight he's ever seen. They say, Preacher, what in the world does that have to do with us? Well, Jesus is our priest. He came to us when we couldn't get to him. Mm -hmm. He's our sacrifice. Thank God he died in my place so that I could be cleansed. But that's not all that he did. Oh, my, can I say this? Watch with me now. Stay with me. That bird was dipped in the blood, and it carried the blood with it as it flew away. Notice from verse 6 and 7, I'm hurting. Notice with me this morning. Notice the scene. Notice the picture. The blood to be placed on this living bird is to be let go to ascend back. Oh, watch it now. To ascend back to its former habitation. Uh, it's now going to dwell above this leper. Uh, it's going to dwell above all this. Uh, it's been brought down symbolically to where this leper is. But now, John, it's going back. Uh, it's going to go nest again. Uh, it's going to nest Nancy where it's nested before. It's going to fly far above all that. Uh, it ascends back to its former habitation. Uh, but it went back different. It went back different. Right. This time it's carrying the blood with it. Oh, can I say this? Listen to me. Listen to me well. I realize. Uh, I realize. Somebody told me one time. Said preacher. I do. I not hear somewhere else. They said preacher. You are not preach on Calvary, and you are not preach about the cross, uh, and you are not preach about the blood. Uh, nobody wants to think about how he was beaten, the blood that he was shed. Uh, nobody wants to think about his death. Uh, 
I don't mean to be judgmental. I really don't, but I'd be honest with you. I, I hadn't seen that person since the day they told me that. I, but Kenny, I reckon I pray for them every day that the Lord saved them. Because it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I shouldn't say it doesn't bother me. But, but said, I, I realize they didn't deserve to die. I realize that doesn't bring me great joy to think about his bloodshed and suffering. Yeah. Oh, but it does bring me great joy to know that the only way I could have been saved was him to come to where I was. Because I couldn't get to him. I'd have never been saved if he not shed his blood and sacrificed himself. But I've got good news this morning. Calvary is not the end of the story. The tomb is not the end of the story. Thank God I'm glad he has ascended back to his former habitation. The Bible said that he is sitting down on the right hand of the Father. Ever liveth to make intercession for you and I. He's back in the glory and the presence of the Father this morning. But he came back different. Of a shell in the way he came. But when he ascended back, thank God he carried with him the blood that was shed at Calvary. The book of Hebrews tells us that he entered into the Holy of Holies, not the earthly tabernacle, not the earthly temple, but the heavenly. He entered in behind the veil and placed the blood on the mercy seat. The Bible said that he sat down on the right hand of God. Let me tell you what that means just real quick. In the tabernacle, in the temple, in the Old Testament, you'll find there's a lot of study in Noah on the furniture. You've got the brazen laver. You've got the brazen altar. You've got the veil. You've got the, 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 the golden candlestick. You've got the table of showbread. You've got the, the mercy seat, the ark of the covenant. There's a lot of good study in the furniture. But you know what you don't find anywhere in the tabernacle in the Old Testament. No church. No word to sit on. You don't have on Sacrifice was never complete. Yeah. Continually, there was another sacrifice to be made. Continually, there was another sin to atone for. Another offering to be made. Oh, but thank God the blood that he carried placed on the mercy seat of Nancy. It wasn't the blood of bulls and goats and bullets and doves. It was the precious blood of the spotless Lamb of God slain before the foundation of time. It was the only sacrifice that could appease God. And he offered it once for all that. And the Bible said that he sat down there is no more need of a sacrifice. There is no more need of an offering. All the sacrifices of the Old Testament, you study them out. I don't have time to get into it this morning. i got to quit. But you study out all the sacrifices of the Old Testament uh, and Noah Christ fulfilled every last one of them uh, at Calvary. You study out the offerings, the peace offering, the meal offering, the, uh, the sin offering, the trespass offering. You study out the, the burnt offering. You study out all the offerings of the Old Testament. Not sacrifices, but offerings to the Lord. He fulfilled every last one of them at Calvary. Can he place that blood on the mercy seat? He sat down on the right hand of God. Let me show you something. I'm hurrying. Give you one more thing. I'm done. Took the priest coming to where the leper was. Christ is our great high priest. He came to where we were when we couldn't get to him. It took the sacrifice of one of those birds. He is our sacrifice. And then I want to say this, it took one of those birds to carry the blood away. Yeah. Thank God he carried the blood and placed it on the mercy seat forever atoned and mediated for us. 
Do you realize tonight that while it's just, it is a beautiful picture, it is a beautiful sight, but every time it breaks down somewhere. Yeah. They said it to the priest and two birds and a leper. And I will say this when it comes to saving sinners, not just atoning for a little while, not just covering, but completely removing and doing away with the sin of sinners. I will say, thank God, he did it all in Yeah. What a picture. Look at verse 7. And uh, you normal and uh, quickly. Notice with me if you would this sprinkling in verse number 7. The Bible said in verse 7, He shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times. Watch this now. He shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Now I'll say something about this one. I'm not talking about, you got to be careful. I don't want you to think I'm talking about sprinkling as far as baptism. I'm talking about What I'm saying is this this morning. The blood had to be applied. Everything, John, we've talked about secured the possibility of this leper being cleansed. But Nancy, ultimately, that leper had to be with her. And let the priest get that burden, that blood, and apply it to him. Bible said one day, sprinkling seven times, pronouncing him clean. He was not pronounced clean. You look at this, and I, I, I promise what's said. Did it seven times, sprinkling seven times, pronouncing him clean. He was not pronounced clean. But then the blood was applied. Here's what we see. I'm done this morning. Thank God Christ. Leper's a beautiful picture of our sin. Left a beautiful picture of I think this is what you might want to wash it for you. I'll say this leper is a beautiful picture of sin, the leper, a picture of the sinner. Christ paid our sympathy, came to where we were, applied the blood on our behalf and on the mercy seat, secured away. For every last one of us to be cleansed from our sin. But here's the truth this morning. We see it clearly here in verse 7. If that leper had to be willing to put his faith in the word of God, trust John the Bishop, the applying of the blood would make him clean. Is that right? Is that not what happened? The day or the hour that you got saved, you put your faith in the word of God. The finished work of Calvary. Trust that when the blood was applied to your life, when you put your faith in the finished work of Calvary, God had cleaned you from your sins. That's exactly what took place in the world of cleansing the Come on, real quick. Hebrews chapter 9. I'll show you one verse. I'm dying. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Hebrews chapter 9. In verse 22. Read you one verse. I'm going to get the musicians. They will come on and get a song of invitation. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse number 22. 